You did this. I, I didn't do anything. Yes, you, you did. did it. You did it. Start. You're listening to the dollop on the <laughs> All Things Comedy Network. Oh, boy. Uh, this is a by Sickle. Coastal. By Coastal American a History Podcast. Uh, each week, I, lover of... Dave Anthony. Lover of Dave Anthony reads a story from American history to his friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Boom. And called it, quote, his jam pad. Jam pad? I'm the fucking hippo guy. Dave, okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> My name's Gary. Wait. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tiggly podcast. Okay. This is like anarchy. On a five-part coefficient. <laughs> Come on, Now hit him with the puppy. You both present sick arguments. <laughs> no sleep tell hippo. No sleep tell hippo. Uh, action part. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. <laughs> Rhoda. Rhoda in the court. So, um... Uh, we are uh, the All Things Comedy Studio. If you want to watch video of this podcast, go to the All Things Comedy YouTube page. If you want to watch this, go to the All Things Comedy YouTube page. What? What? What S- happened? Uh, shut there up. There was a love here. <laughs> it's There's still here. Lo- it's still here. Don't touch. Don't touch. Oh, We're right. not touching. It's not that kind of love. Oh. Seven. Don't touch my... F- I don't want to play footsie while we do this. <laughs> it's great that the camera can't see that, too. That's just for us, baby. Go ahead. Okay. Come on. 1798. Yeah. Year of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's right. That's the year he's born. The Alien Sedition Acts were passed. Oh, dear. The acts empowered the president to deport foreigners, oh, quote, Dave. dangerous to peace and safety of the United States without trial. So all of them. Yeah, at that point, maybe. Yeah. It's a lot. That's every one of them. <laughs> In the opinion of 1798. Uh, I mean, there were... And there were, 2019. I mean, there were a lot of people that arrived, you know, early, so were... were uh, Colonial right. born at that point, right? Yo, yeah, no, we know how. Yeah, we understand so that they that, would that lasts be, forever. They would not be kicked out, but there's a lot. Certainly, a lot of people were, uh, yeah, aliens, including the aliens. Sure. You know, aliens. Uh, we out, are from Spain. Started breeding with yeah. us pretty early. Um, oh, just ripped off us now. They, that's fine. Okay. They, they're, it's bad. Nobody they knows that's They also good. created a distinction that could deny non-citizens the liberties the Constitution guaranteed to all. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. During the 1800s, Mexicans crossed freely into the United States for work. Okay. Nobody cared. Everyone's like, cool, come on over, get work, yeah. as it should be. Yep. Between 1904 and 1914, about a million Mexicans migrated into the United States. Okay. Only a couple thousand per year were deported, and they were mostly taken from asylums, hospitals, and jails. Okay. So the, the crazies, the people that are sick, and then, uh, and then the criminals. <laughs> well, I mean... Get the out. first two are like, cool. Oh, you having trouble walking? Well, get, get out of here. Get out of here. Move. When World War I started, American men went to fight, and then they needed people to work the fields and so, work the places, so, so Mexicans weird. were brought over. So weird. Interesting. Yeah. Big demand for Mexican labor. By the 1920s, Mexicans were the main agriculture workers uh, in the United States. Okay. Around 62,000 workers uh, legally, or around 100,000 illegally. Okay. Which is a pretty sweet uh, number. Yeah. But in Mexico, crops rotted in the fields because all the laborers had left. Right. Okay. So that's a problem. Yep. Yeah, what do you send? Who uh, goes there? 
who who goes to Mexico? Who rises up? Yeah. Oh, I don't. Uh, yeah, they they just were fucked. I mean, okay, so cool. Uh, the 1921 Emergency Quota Act, which you're a big favor uh, fan of, and a favor of, and a favor of. Um, and the 1924 Act were uh, the first truly national immigration laws. Uh, though they were built upon laws from the 1800s. So in the 1800s, they'd be like, let's just get rid of the Chinese. Or right. They'd specifically pick a like a country to be like, fuck them. Right. Unlike um, now. And so then these ones, they created like a, a law to go after every... So like it handled everybody, all the countries. Now, is that better or is that oh, like... It's, it's worse. We're okay. much worse. Okay. We're much hor- Everything we do is more horrible. Right. I just wanted to make sure because it sounds like it could be a way to be like, no, we are actually have a focus on some no. categories, you, but it's that... Have you met us? <laughs> I've met us. We're not great. I've been inside us and it is not great. <laughs> So these new laws created a quota system that was overtly intended to establish a national and ethnic hierarchy. You like ethnic hierarchies? What are we, four minutes in? (laughs) Arrivals from certain nations were welcome, Uh uh, and uh, people from other nations were not. Now, how were they defining these nations? Well, you can probably guess the ones they liked and the ones they didn't. Mm. Was this based on, say, uh, skin oh, tone? Yes. yes. Well, yeah. Of course. After 1924, arrivals from Germany had an annual quota of over 51,000. Well, that's certainly also going to help you um, be a little more open-minded towards yeah. uh, other cultures. Yeah. It's just, they have a strong history. Yeah. Great Britain, uh, 34,000. Uh-huh. Um, Italy had a quota of less than 4,000. Hmm. So it's starting to... It's weird because that... They're, okay. A little darker skin. Right. That's sort of what I'm... Greece, Turkey, Syria only got 100. 100... People. People. Okay. People. People. Total. Okay. There was Mm -hmm. no attempt to hide the white supremacy of the axe. Mexicans could continue to move freely across the border. So Western Hemisphere, everyone's like, we can keep coming in and out. Right. It's all good. Um, South Carolina Senator Ellison Durant Smith. Let me guess. (laughs) Asshole? Yes. Ah, yes. On the Senate floor, quote, it seems to me... The point as to this measure is that the time has arrived when we should shut the door. Thank God we have in America perhaps the largest percentage of any country in the world of the pure, unadulterated Anglo-Saxon stock. And it is for the preservation of that splendid stock that has characterized us that I would make this not an asylum for all the oppressed of all the countries, but a country to assimilate and perfect that splendid type of manhood. (laughs) Jesus. So he said very eloquently, just white. White, 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 white. In 1924, the Border Patrol was established. Okay. Um, It was under the Department of Labor. Uh, It was focused on border smuggling for the most part. Um, They also looked for Chinese coming through Mexico. Sure. Uh, Then in 1928, people began to focus on Mexicans coming across the border. Okay. In what year? 1928. Okay. Um, it was time to argue to exclude Mexicans, right? Yeah. Texas Congressman John Box, quote, Oh, boy, here we go. Every reason which calls for the exclusion of the most wretched, ignorant, dirty, diseased, and degraded people of Europe or Asia demands that the illiterate, unclean, peonized masses moving this way from Mexico... Peonized? Peonized. Peonized. Moving this way from Mexico be stopped at the border. Peonized? I don't know what that word means. It's not a word that um, my uh, 
my uh, spelling. Uh, no, oh. the the app. Understood. Uh, yeah. Okay. So it's like an old word that they didn't. But essentially, um, the idea here is uh, just, I mean, maybe a stronger definition of the downside of the non-white, <laughs> uh, which is now they're getting... Yes. Dirtier and filthier no. and more diseased and decrepit yeah. and wretched. Like before, like ten years ago, they were fine, but now they're now they're now bad. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean now, but now, but again, you've got to understand. Now America's got its groove back. Yeah, that's you know, right. we, we know we look good in white. We are sassy. Yeah, sassy in a white little outfit. Uh, so this is a new turn for the U.S. I'm until now, Mexicans had not been villainized. Um, he went on. Well, that's a fun time to harken back to, isn't it? When they, <laughs> who can who can remember? Yeah. So he goes on, quote. Oh, good. I was going to say, don't stop. Another purpose of the immigration laws is the protection of American racial stock from further degradation or change through mongrelization. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I I honestly don't know what's better, the openness or the hiding of it, because now they hide it so much. Yeah. And they get away with it. I mean, I I don't like it when they say it, but it's kind of like, wouldn't you rather know? Yeah, you'd rather know. You'd rather like up front be like, oh, I'm going to, I hate this person. Yeah. Instead of being like, huh. Yeah. He's got weird policies. That's right. There's something uh, associated with all of them. This blend of low grade Spaniard. Uh, He's still talking? Yes. This grade of low grade, this blend of low grade Spaniard, low grade Spaniard, yeah, like I didn't know that was a like thing. the bargain bin of Mexican. Yeah, it's the lower, it's the lower level. And as I like to call him, a half Spaniard, the bottom quarter of Spaniard, peonized Indian, and Negro slave mixes with mulattoes and other mongrels, and some sorry hey, whites. Uh, hey, can we get that hook to put around his neck and yank him off the floor? <laughs> and some sorry whites. Oh, here comes the Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> um, are already here. This nation has an influx of Sandmen. <laughs> we need to get the Sandman out. They are sweeping people off stages left and right. Nobody, nobody knows what we're talking about. Okay. <laughs> the prevention of such mongrelization and the degradation it causes is one of the purposes of our laws, uh, which the admission of these people will tend to defeat. The Mexican peons are illiterate and ignorant. Could you imagine just saying this? Just saying. Everyone's, everyone's just like, keep going, Bobby. <laughs> hey, Bob, don't stop, baby. We'll let you know we've heard enough. Hey, Bobby, riff a little. Find it, baby. Find it. You're in the the groove. You're in the zone, baby. Whoa. Because of their unsanitary habits and living conditions. Is this an hour he's doing? And their vices. They are especially subject to smallpox, venereal diseases, tuberculosis, and other dangerous conditions. Well, finally, a little truth. Yeah, no, for sure. STDs, uh, definitely racial profile. 100%. For sure. A uh, few, if any, other immigrants have brought us so large a proportion of criminals and paupers as they have Mex- the Mexican peons. Yeah. Well, as usual, you just have to say it, and then a bunch of people will buy it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, look, they're, uh, they're, they, they've been coming for a while, right? And uh, they get some photos. So, obviously, they come. They're pretty poor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Mom, they're just here to work. Um, they oh, they don't have higher disease levels than other people. Oh, so that was fabrication. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Um, so this narrative that is being said by politicians starts getting picked up by prominent writers, like Roy Garris of the Saturday Evening Post, America's... 
Yeah, uh, where you go for uh, informative debate. Who's the guy who does the paint the pictures? Oh, Bob uh, Ross. No. Oh, no. what? Uh, oh, the uh, post the classic American the Family Circus stuff. No, he's, he did. Ah, oh, fuck. Uh, Picasso. Nope. Someone, Houdini. Someone is screaming it at home, and so we're not going to say it because that'll even make them crazier. Should we just play? Should we it's guess? Like, it's minutes? like a classic American painter guy that does like these. Nope. Let's not say it. So people yell it. Yell it on Descartes. Twitter. Descartes. That's right. Oh, it's Monet. Um, so he, so this writer for Saturday Evening Post, he wrote articles titled, We Must Be On Our Guard and the Mexican Invasion. You know, it is a pretty refined system where, uh, politicians just lie to stoke fear and then, uh, writers give them a microphone. Interesting. By the way, can I show you something? Yeah. You seen these? Oh, my God. What the fuck did you do? These are just socks with your face on them. What the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you have... You saw that Instagram ad, too, right? I'm a big fan of yours. (laughs) That's the worst thing anyone's ever done. (laughs) The Great Depression came. Okay. And then the Dust Bowl. Oh, good. We're hitting Mexicans a good Mexicans were now the bad guys taking Americans' jobs. Yeah. So before they're dirty, now they're stealing jobs. Yeah. A push came to deport Mexicans. Herbert Hoover kicked off the Mexican repatriation program in 1929. So you've got, right, you've got poor, like these, they they lived in really, I mean, it's just a house made out of like fucking cardboard. Yeah. Um, So the repatriation program is, um, uh, over the next 10 years, at least half a million Mexicans and Mexican-Americans were deported to Mexico. Okay. Mexican Americans also. Okay. Uh, some say it was high as two million. In, in 1934, the Border Patrol switched to smuggling, uh, sw- switched from smuggling to immigration control. So now the Border right, Patrol right. Getting is more... no longer about labor. Now it is uh, well, a law about... enforcement. Right. So before, as it was set up, not this. Before now... it was on the lookout for crime, and now it's on the lookout for Mexicans. Yeah. Now it's now it's law enforcement, right. which is really. Great. It's good. So it's we're starting to see the bullshit bolts tighten a little bit in the machine. So here's some guys being repatriated. Um, they were held without food and water for two days. You know, um, I, I do... This is more... Uh, I do miss right. the time when this on is... this show, these stories were not relevant. <laughs> How is this relevant? Oh, yeah. Um, so that's just all... Those are all people going through the bus station or train station to get out of America. Right. Well, we'll all be there um, soon. That's the good news. So the Border Patrol starts conducting raids. City of Los Angeles and charities paid to send the repatriados back by train. A witness, quote, they put all the people in boxcars instead of inside the trains. They were here, uh, they were in here legally, but the moral part of it, like separation and putting them in boxcars, I'll never forget for as long as I live. Up to half the repatriados may have been U.S. citizens. So, I mean, it just doesn't matter. No. Right. Um, I, uh, so I read that people <laughs> got kicked out of the country, and then later on, y- you'll see that we invite them back in, and they came and learned they were U.S. citizens. They didn't even know because wow. they got kicked out when they were kids, and they were never told. Wow. So they come back and discover they're actually Americans. So... That's so cool. it's like good and awful news. <laughs> like, oh, great. I'm a citizen of a country that did that? Fuck this. Then came World War II. 
1940, the Border Patrol was transferred to the State Department and became national security. So Boy, as you can see, I am... it's, it's working its way up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It is this, working its way up. This little, this, this arch-backed monkey is learning to slowly walk and point. <laughs> um, so, again, World War II happens. So what happens in war? The Americans go to that's fight. That's when the Americans are just, that's now, when we're like, hey, 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 listen. Hey, you guys. Hey, hey. Hey, yeah, that's when Yay. you Lloyd, that's when you uh, take Lloyd Dobler's boombox and you're like, thing, I'm so sorry. Like that thing where I was uh, uh-huh. I was punching you in the face yeah, and yeah. I was pissing on you. Uh-huh, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You yeah and I was way. a citizen. Yeah. Yeah, and I was a citizen. So, Did you know uh, that I didn't know that? Yeah, yeah so yeah. I could use your help. Again. Oh, yeah, it's so weird you have a war now. Yeah. No, well, you I know. I could use your help. Oh, that's weird. And then is this forever help or this yeah, is just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so all, this is forever. Yeah, it's all. So hypothetical situation, the war ends. You and I are still cool. We're bros. We're bros. Super bros. For life. Yeah. Right. There's nothing nothing going to break us apart. The know? war ended yesterday. Get the fuck out of my country. That was a lie, too. You I was kidding. <laughs> it's the joke guys do. Hey, how, what, how, when are people going to learn that America's just a funky punk like prank show? <laughs> like, we're just having a little fun. That's what America needs to do yeah. more. Point to a camera that's not there. Yeah. We're goofing. Okay. It's America. Hey, smile. Well, it's pranked. Okay, so repatriation ends because the war's on. Mexican workers come back to the U.S., but this is hurting uh, Mexican agriculture again because all the workers are gone. Crops start rotting in the field in Mexico. So now Mexico needs a way to slow the laborers from moving into the United States. Here we go. And the two countries came up with the Mexican Farm Labor Agreement or the Bracero Program. Okay. Uh, Bracero means manual labor. Uh, under the agreement, Mexico would let certain laborers work in the U.S. short term. In exchange, we would tighten our border security so Mexico would have enough laborers to work in their farms. So it's basically letting in a, an amount of legal workers and and tightening down on the illegal workers. Right. That's okay. the, that's the idea. And but the legal worker status is temporary. Yes. So if you're a legal, I mean, I, if you're a legal worker, essentially it's just kind of as, like, for lack of a better term, you're just trying to get cash. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like so, you're just yeah. trying to make as much, and then you probably it's will a fucking be summer job, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. So Braceros, a uh, young single man. Uh, well, that guy. Yep. There okay. they are. There's some Braceros. Um, they got medical screenings to get in. So to get in, you had to get a medical screening. Um, okay. Oh wow! Uh, you Jesus, were this, this photogra- you know pictures like this don't ever age well. <laughs> it's a bunch of dudes with their shirts off getting uh, a like, doctor. It, yeah, needles in them. Like, all right, well, uh, all right, you go uh, to the left of the good Mexicans and then to the right of the bad Mexicans. All right, sir, sorry, you're gonna have to go to the right. Go to the right, and we've got a left. You get three months of your dream. Live in the dream. Give us your tired, your poor, your hungry till August. That's what we say. <laughs> um, of course, they were, uh, you know, deloused. Of course. Um, got to deloused humans oh, uh, with DDT. DDT. With DDT? It's good for you. Um, well, the, I think that's the, what's anybody in, who's getting sprayed with DDT is a short-term worker. No, I think that's what's in Gatorade. No, 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 my friend. Yeah, that's yeah. electrolytes. Oh, <laughs> my bad. Um, so the photograph strip deloused uh, the whole deal. Um, then they're delivered to farms in the U.S. Delivered. Delivered. Um, they're the employee. They're employees of the U.S. government. So they're it, it's 
done through the government and you like, I think rent them from the government. Uh, it's a cool thing. Uh, anyway, it doesn't go well, if you can imagine. What part was bad? Well, surprisingly, the Braceros are not treated well. Oh, yeah. I've saw, I see how the pictures. Farmers didn't like all the paperwork they had to do and the rules. They preferred it when they could just hire a yeah. dude who was here yeah. without documents. For sure. Um, farmers lobbied Congress to cut Border Patrol funding so undocumented workers could cross. Right. And Mexicans with families needed work, right? So the Braceros are all single dudes. Right. So that leaves out the guys who have a family, which is probably tons of people. Right. you got to feed your family. Um, so those guys had to come illegally. Right. So they've created this hierarchy, right? So unions got mad at that, and unions got mad at the Braceros in America. But, and, they, and the illegal workers, they're also mad at. Or no? The unions? Yeah. Yeah, they're mad at everybody. Okay, right, right. Um, but they're mad at the government for doing this. Right. Uh, and then rumors start that uh, in America, amongst Americans, that Braceros had tons of rights, sometimes more than Americans. Sure, super rights. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the HOV lane, but uh, when you have one passenger. I love that, that. That's like the classic, like, just... Well, you hear uh, the news is they're getting super rights. <laughs> yeah, like, they're allowed to do it. They vote five times. Do you know that? They can vote when they're 15 Five times any state they want. They even got to be a resident. Yeah, sounds right. What's your deal? You're just not a chatterbox, huh? You're a little... I, I just believe everything you say. Well, I'll tell you, that's the thing. You know, when they go shopping, they get two times as many. They buy a bag of groceries, God and then damn. they go, here's a duplicate. God. Same price. God damn. Super rights. God. Okay? That's what they get. God damn. All right? God damn. They can marry as many women as they want. God Hell, damn. I seen one of them. He married two goats. They got super rights. That's not a... Yeah, he married two goats. That doesn't seem like a nah, good... I told him one stands on the other one's back wanna... so they can kiss. Why would you want to marry one goat? Well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's why you, they get any, two. Or two. Well, the two is more than all. one. You no. Twice the fun. I don't want to talk to you Twice anymore. the goat marriage. We're done. You can keep it spicy in the barn room. The barn room? Yeah. Are you talking about the barn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, you know, where you sleep. Couple what? them. These guys are banging goats. <laughs> I don't think you know, man. You ain't read. Read up on super rights, dumbass. What I what I read think, up on super rights. What I they think, got a pitchfork with five prongs. Yeah, that's two okay. prongs, too plenty. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go out. I'm wrecking here and say you don't know what's better than other stuff. You understand? You know they're getting additional hands attached to their hands. Again, this super is not, rights. This is not a thing that's yep, good. Absolutely. Yep. Their kids, when they put their kids in school, they're allowed to teach the white kids. Imagine that. The whole world's gone topsy-turvy. This country used to be about whites. Now it's about super rights. Whoa, I think I just invented the bumper sticker. There's no cars. Oh. No, there's cars. Another failed concept. (laughs) Um, So very expensive for Braceros. They had to pay bribes. Um, to get into the program sometimes sure. they, in Mexico, they had to pay to buy, and then they had to pay to travel. They had to go to Mexico City first to get to get tested there and then come to the U.S. and get tested. They also couldn't leave camps in the U.S. They're put into camps here. Um, they had to pay... Right time to change the name. Yeah. Um, for uh, they li- If they were on a play place, they'd pay for company food, lodging, and tools, and blankets. They got to okay. pay for everything, which is all supposed to be free, but right. then they got charged. 
Uh, Braceros started striking. One farmer, quote, we used to buy our slaves. Now we rent them from the government. Hey, we'll be right back. Oh, uh, right back after this. I feel uncomfortable. Wow. But they're all happy when they're, when they're getting their picture taken and taken off for work. Right. Or they yeah. knew what was coming. Right, right. Um, in uh, 1948, the Braceros stopped being U.S. government employees and became employees of the farmers. Okay. Then the U.S. opened the border again to let in undocumented workers because farms needed more workers, which undermined the agreement with Mexico completely. It's like when someone's, like, in a relationship that's wonky, and then, like, so it's on again, off again, and when it's off again, they're out partying and just fucking everything, but then a week later, they're like, I'm engaged. Uh, sorry, yeah. things have changed. I'm sorry. Stop texting me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm different now. Yeah. Uh, so, Yeah. Uh, Braceros started leaving their shitty working conditions and going to work on farms, which made technically them now, now they're here illegally. Right. Um, under the Bracero agreement, the U.S. was supposed to return undocumented workers to Mexico, where they would be given physicals, fingerprinted, photographed, and given a work permit, and then return to the U.S. Wait, explain that again? They're supposed to go back to Mexico? So if, uh, so if they... If they find it, if the U.S. finds an undocumented worker, right? Oh, right. Okay. Then you go back to the processing department. You go, yes. You go through your shirtless line where that's someone right. puts a needle in your arm yes. that's probably dirty. You're deloused, and then yeah, and then ship back. Sent, right. Okay. Back, and sometimes back, to, back the US. to the exact farm you were on. Right. Right. Okay. See, there's a couple of guys just got their permits. Uh huh. Um. But yeah, the so, future. So what? I gotta wear shades. Now the undocumented were called wetbacks. Because they swam across the Rio Grande River. Now, wetbacks was a term used by both friend and foe. So it was just the term for for undocumented people. It's you, nice to see agreement finally so, in the country. So people who supported them and right. like helped them out called them wetbacks. Right, and right. people who didn't like them. So it was just a way to describe them. Right. There was no derogatory connotation. Right. People were um, if you can thankfully... Have, if you can imagine with the term wetback. Yeah, no. No, something about that definitely is not cool. <laughs> but the people who like I mean, yeah, but that but that isn't that isn't that our culture? Isn't that the white yeah. culture in America? One where it's just like even if you're embracing uh another race, the bar has been set so low that really it doesn't really matter what you say. I mean, you can yeah. say anything, you know. True. The trip uh into the US was dangerous and many died. Um, they became easy prey for criminals. They had a difficult time finding houses. Some lived in holes covered with tarps. Some lived in caves, irrigation ditches, or tree groves. Jeez. Diseases spread because they wouldn't go... Uh, yeah. I mean, that's self-fulfilling. Yeah. If a person is not, uh, is not here legally, they're going to be afraid to go to the doctor. Yeah. If, if you make people sleep in trees, <laughs> they're probably less safe and healthy. Um, uh, they became uh, they got blamed for increases in crime, oh. and yet still no penalties for a farmer who hired them. Right, weird. Imagine that. Well, it's nice we get to have our racist cake and eat it That's too. Right. Um, soon the U.S. was doing what was uh, okay. So undocumented workers. So we, uh, they were first they were being arrested and then sent to Mexico to the Mexico City, and they had to go through the process and then get sent back. And then we started going with a shortcut. So the shortcut was you'd arrest an undocumented worker, take him to the border, make him put his 
toes across the border and then pronounce him a bracero and bring him back. So basically border suicides? It's not suicide. It's No, suicides like when you got to run the lines in gym class. Oh yeah. Yeah, you just got to cross one and then run back. Yeah. It's yeah. So Huh? I mean, Dave. You don't think this is normal? Well, I just think that if that is I mean, if that's what the law is, maybe it's a little goofy. <laughs> Um, hey, get out of here, you illegal! Better. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. So that's a guy getting paper, paperwork done. So that's out. Now it's just 1949. The vast majority of Braceros had gone through the toe-tipping border ceremony, which became called... Oh, boy. Drying out the wetback. Oh, God. What? So, way to lean in. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> what? <sighs> New York Times. Is, no, is nobody going like, hey, this is crazy. It's all bad. Uh, New York Times, uh, quote, the typical wetback can be described only as a Mexican and a man. Oh, uh, what? He, he may be an illiterate, illiterate peasant from Chihuahua, resembling with his straw hat, uh, Serape? Yeah, Serape. Serape yeah. and sandals, one of Pancho Villa's followers. He may be a relatively sophisticated, unemployed industrial worker from Mexico City. The wetback brings all kinds of contraband with them, from drugs and parrots to venereal disease. I, I, first of all, the order of your concern list is bananas. You God know, damn, got, he brought parrots. They've got syphilis, parrots, disease, vermin. Sorry. The, yeah. Uh, this, you, the second one you said. Disease. Dis- no, the one before that. Disease, uh, the, ver- uh, they've got syphilis, yep. parrots, disease. That, no, that they, one. Pa- disease. Yeah, no, they got no, disease. No, the second yeah, one. Go- in between disease and venereal. Yeah. Well, do you want me to be more, are you asking me to be more specific with the diseases? The, the bird one. You said like a bird. scurvy? You said a bird. They don't have a bird disease. No, you, no, you said no, They got the parrot of, birds on their shoulders, parrot. and then they got the diseases. Yes. The diseases? No, the uh, parrot, that one. A parent? Uh, of parrot, course they're parrots. parents. The parrots. parents are coming across with their kids. Right? And the kids got little baby parrots. Now, on to my valid point. <laughs> parrots? parrots? I mean, we are... Is, at any, I mean, at what point are you like, hey, you this gotta, feels like bullshit when people are gotta, creating parrot phobia? You gotta be on the alert for parrots, because parrots come here and they take your eyes. They That's take true. take your fucking eyes. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Can't see. Uh, but then also the idea that, uh, you know, it, the New York... Like... The, it's just with the media, they are, it's just never been good. Never been good. Never been helpful. Never, never been valid. Never. Like never, never, you know, leaning into the bullshit. Yeah. They're there to escort you along the bullshit path set by the politicians. Yeah. I mean, I might have to do an episode on Venezuela just because of the, of the insane lies. Well, I think, unfortunately, Dave, I'm going to have to push back here a little bit because <laughs> in the United States, our history of invading other countries to help. Name one that's gone poorly. Oh, I can't. Thank you. Yeah. Um, they're, uh, so, so different places are like, they're costing tons of money, right? Because they're bringing parrots and venereal disease. In that order. Mm-hmm. In the fifties, everyone parrots got AIDS. In the Jesus, could you imagine a, a syphilitic parrot? <laughs> Rock burns when I peek. Rock my beak is falling off. In the fifties, everyone in the U.S. became terrified of communism. 
and concluded that if Mexicans could walk across the border, so could commies. It is nicer when the boogeyman is just a belief system versus <laughs> a human skin color. It's, but it's just... I mean, it's absolutely it's dumb as exactly shit. It's exactly the same as But now. it's dumb as shit, but at least then people are like, you can't see him. That's the bad thing about communism. It hides under any race. Headlines. Mexico, center of red spy ring in hemisphere. Fifth it's nice that they scene. found yeah. a connection. So That's right. Nice brief period of non... Wetbacks cited as aids to mobs and subversion. Uh, alien influx perils nation, Senate told. Uh, but By the, who? The parrot? The, well, the, the, the commies could come through the south, through the alien influx. Yeah, that's right. So, but the, the, the Border Patrol was still understaffed, underfunded, and had little motivation. A Border Patrol officer complained trying to stop the influx was, quote, <laughs> like trying to bail out the ocean with a bucket. We'll get there. In 1950, the UN accused the UF, 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 the, in 1950, the United Fucks, the 1950, the UN accused the US of tolerating slave labor on a wide scale. Owners were giving immigrants work, not paying them, and then calling the border patrol to deport them. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, all I can say with, after hearing that is that capitalism sounds great. Hmm. The New York Times wrote about the immigrants, quote, California jobs going to Mexicans in areas have huge idle roles. The article said 50,000 Mexicans were, quote, swarming Central California. You hear that? They're coming. They're in a formation. The liberal. Their vision is based upon movement. Stand still. The secretary of the El Centro... Central Labor Council, quote, the wetbacks are infiltrating nearly all branches of labor union. Good God. Um, but they were needed. The Imperial Valley Farmers Association, Association said only Mexicans could do the hard farm work in temperatures over 100 degrees. These people also just happen to be the cheapest to pay, who could also be easily abused. A farm worker explained that Mexicans and Filipinos were suited to farm work and white laborers were, quote, too revolutionary. In other words, revolutionary meaning they want to be done at four and are whining. Yeah, they they want an eight hour day and, yeah. they, and they want a and good pay. And yeah. They'll complain right. if they're not About, treated. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the other people are desperate for work, so right. I can take advantage of them. When asked about all the reports of abuse of Mexican immigrants, a local uh, Im- immigration chief said, quote, actually, I think our men give excellent treatment for the most part. They pick up wetbacks baggage and collect their wages for them. <laughs> I mean, and he's on the side. I mean, he's in the role of trying to help. No, I no. think he's the he's the immigration uh, like INS guy. Right. He's not I, trying to help anybody. <laughs> There's no help happening. Good, good, good. A presidential fact finding finding commission on migratory labor was created. It concluded immigrant workers were controlled and relieved of their wages through drugs, liquor, and prostitution. The commission blamed low wages and social ills on illegal immigration. Quote, the magnitude has reached entirely new levels in the past seven years. It is virtually an invasion. Yeah. I mean, virtually, yeah. sure. I mean, if, if your, your version of an invasion is people coming to work for you. Yeah. Like, if like, virtual means not real. Like, I, I, like, if you go to Target at 7 in the morning, every morning there's an invasion. Oh, yeah. All these people come in, sure. and they work, yeah. Yeah. And, then, and then they leave. A nightmare. So it's like a daily invasion. Yeah. And we should have seen it coming. I mean, they called themselves Target. That's right. That's right. Pretty obvious. Goddamn. 
A presidential. Oh, I did that. Um, so a Texas legislator said, "Can we just start calling them shitheads?" <laughs> segregation was necessary. Yes, because good, quote, good to get that back in the verbiage. We just can't have all those dirty, possibly diseased people swimming with our wives and children. Oh my God, swimming! Yeah. Well, if you if you it's, they have waterborne diseases. Yeah. Well, they, this it comes off of them in the water. Underwater polio. That's right. Look out. It swims right through your pee hole. That's how they get you. The polio is a little worm. When you least expect it, you're swimming. It goes right up into your pee hole. Okay? Think about it. Your dick is a disease straw that's constantly sucking under there. And they're shooting little polio harpoons right up your cock hole into your belly. So, doctor, I just wanted a flu shot. Oh, sorry. That is the line on the left. Oh. Uh, this is uh, disease phobia. <laughs> sorry, I should have been clear. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah sorry. Next. Thank you. All right. Now, <laughs> what do you want to be freaked out about? <laughs> My butthole? Well, let me tell you something. They're coming in there illegally, too. Ooh. The Mexicans. <laughs> what? He an idiot. What line are you supposed to be in? Oh, I don't, I'm just here. Flu, I'm flu killing, shot? No, I'm killing time. My wife's here for therapy. That's all I need. Well, there's no one else in line, so you and I can have a little diatribe. That's where I talk and you shut up. I don't want to do any of this. They come in through your pee hole. Okay. Got to go. I've invented a swimming trunk. Do you have, are you, do you have friends or anything? What? I had one. Huh? And he died. <laughs> did he? What yeah. did he die of? Yeah, well... Some polio went right up his... I think you know how polio works. Isn't that when people are throwing the balls? Nope, that's... Water polio. No. It's an Olympic sport. It's not an Olympic sport. Oh. Polio is when usually you're a child. My wife left. Your legs stop. She's taking the house. Okay. (laughs) All right. I'm going to go... Is there anything else you want to... Talk about There's a lot of stuff I want to talk about, right, but so I, be, I should uh, skedaddle. All right, it'll be $100 for today's <laughs> session. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot where I was. I love our role office. play. Yeah, it's absolutely right. Whew, all right, I'll see you Tuesday, Dr. Yeah. Shapiro. Or just use Talkspace, and you can reach me that way. What? In uh, 1951, the New York Times published a long five-part series titled The Wetback Problem. Hey, New York Times. Paper of record. Keep liberal, thriving. Liberal paper of record. Yeah. The premier liberal paper in the country. Mm-hmm. While acknowledging uh, this was trafficking, trafficking of human beings, uh, this series explained, quote, it has lately been realized that the wetback traffic offers a wide open avenue for communist spies to enter the country. I mean, first of all, at what point is somebody going to say wetback is a disgusting term? It doesn't happen until like the 60s. Yes. Well, no, it's awesome. starting. No, I, I take that back. I think it's starting to happen now. I think. But the um, New York we're Times close, is still... We're getting close to it. I, yeah, I know. Everyone's pretty into it. It'd be using great it. if journalists led. It's the early 50s, so everyone's pretty fucking happy using it. Right. Um, there is no public record of any having been caught lately, but immigration officer, officers acknowledge that every year at least a handful of Europeans, some of them with communist backgrounds, are netted among the wetbacks, and that 
In, in fact, Joseph Stalin might adopt a perfunctory disguise and walk into the country this way. Yep, for sure. You don't know. And Dave, you're laughing, and I just I wish you'd take it a little seriously because we all remember the Stalinitos uh, crossing. I mean, can the we? New York please, Times please, said Stalin please, might come in through please, the southern border. Please, can we? Can we at least at some point have a scenario where Stalin has to pretend to pretend to oh, I'm oh, from uh, Caracas. It is uh, a small uh, village. My is family your, is a I, pumpkin farmer, and we are all... Uh, pumpkin big, and Caracas? Uh, southern uh, Mexican uh, area, small. I raised by uh, one Russian mother whom uh, I love, and she also Mexican, and then... Uh, you know, uh, your accent's fa- getting weird. Because my father's name is uh, Pepe, and he is uh, uh-huh. my papa. And I, uh, yes, we make a living. You know, you can uh, drink water out cactus. Yes, I showed my grandpappy. He uh, take me during quinceanera. Uh, we go uh, to my uh, niece's quinceanera. Yeah, eat a bunch of things. Have carne asada, tacos. It's so, uh, uh, where we're from in Mexico. It's so uh, my name is Stalinito. Have you ever heard the phrase that we use here? Yes, uh, of course. I'm familiar Stalin with everything. Stalin was a bitch. Stalin was a bitch. <laughs> Why would a man say something like that <laughs> just, about a leader a of another country who I have no direct uh, yeah. association with, yeah. but I'm obviously have great respect for men. Yeah, you a, know, anyone who rises to that rank, he uh, clearly would then. And man would love to see America, but he will do it legally if he do it. I mean, yeah. I know. I know I don't know Stalin, but I know Stalin to be men of integrity. Uh-huh. Anyway, my family is lineage is strong roots in Caracas, <laughs> and that, that is where my family is from. <laughs> You're free to come in. Uh, so to deal with the problem, the U.S. decided to fly uh, undocumented people out of the country. The idea being that taking them deeper into Mexico would make it harder for them to return. So well, they've been well, taking them just across the border, and now they're going to fly them deeper in. Right, yeah, no, that's the problem, is the proximity. It's, yeah. These were known as the wetback airlifts. Oh, can I get a bucket to throw up in? Um, a headline from the Monitor, quote, 60 scared, wet bla- <laughs> 60 scared wetbacks fly first airlift. Together, altogether, 34,026 Mexican workers were flown to the interior of Mexico. The flights ended after a few months. Quote, the flights were halted because officers ran out of wetbacks to deport. Oh, my God. It's just this. Yeah. It's good times. I mean, why even land? You know what I mean? Just toss them. I think that would be a little, that really shake the foundation of this movement. Yeah. In March 1952, a new law was passed. The INS could now search property without a warrant within 25 miles of the border. Well, good. I mean, it's nice to see, you know, intelligent policy finally rising to the top. (laughs) Anyone helping undocumented immigrants would be charged with a felony. But employing them was fine and not a crime. Boy, you really, 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 really wonder what (laughs) the fuck the plan is, don't you? (laughs) Well, it's just so, like... It's just so fucking insanely transparent. Yeah, I mean, just, but it's it's yeah, I mean, you just like if you if you if you put them up in your house, then you get a felony. But if you give them work, yeah, and then they you're fine. No, honey, What's it's like the... I said when I'm at home, we're married, and any time I leave, I do whatever the <laughs> hell I want. <laughs> no, because I took a vow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I owe that to yeah, the I marriage. Get I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. You're a great guy. June 1952. More legislation. The Evening Monitor. Quote, 
President Truman has placed his stamp of approval on a wetback concentration camp for the valley. Okay, well, well let's just, if that headline's topped, let's talk. Because <laughs> what just happened? When he signed legislation authoring the Justice Department to buy land and construct buildings to house aliens awaiting deportation. Uh, Sound familiar? Yeah. Airlifts started again. The evening monitor, quote, this... When, when, when Truman did it, were the parents allowed to be around the children? Uh, yeah, no, they kept family. They tried to keep, fam- they tried to keep families together. So they now. made an attempt to keep families yes, together. So our policy used to I mean, make I think, more we'll, sense. Maybe. The evening monitor, quote, The circus hasn't come to the valley yet this summer, but operations squander the airbag lift. Sorry, the wetback lift. Uh, the wetback airlift. Three, two. Yeah. Is already with us. And it may be more entertaining than three rings under the big top. Well, there was talk in the Upper Valley Saturday of organizing a bus and private automobile motorcade for a trip to Brownsville to permit taxpayers to see firsthand the operation of the Immigration Services Deportation by air of Mexican farm laborers. My God. Just soulless. Hey, honey, uh, so this weekend I was thinking we could go down and watch uh, a bunch of Mexicans get deported on an airplane. Oh, that'd be nice. I'll make sandwiches. Yeah, Let's I make like, a date of like, it. Yeah, what's a date? That's a date to I, me. The, the carnival's always fun, but yep. I've been on every one of those Let's watch people. Love... Let's watch people suffer and get on a plane. Well, I mean, and you say it, but the reason why it's okay is because we will never suffer. So That's we right. have no uh, realm of comparison or That's understanding. Right. <laughs> yeah, just... Compassion was drained from us uh-huh. when we decided skin color. Was yeah. the determination That's of right. rights. That's right. Oh, man. Oh, I love you. I love you, too. You're good. You're a good woman. I'm so glad you're white. Stop it. Okay. Yeah, right, let's wrap I love it up. you. So turned on by what we're going to do Saturday. Let's get clams before it. Let's get all clammed up and then let's go watch them suffer. It'll be great. Again, because there's no way it'll happen to us. It's fantastic. We're invincible because we came here and took everything. <laughs> Love you so much, Buttercup. (laughs) The Morning Star newspaper held a contest to find, quote, the most fitting names for the wetback airlift. Uh, No, what? Uh, Gotta have a contest. Gotta have a contest, my man. What do you... What is... It's... What is your problem? It's the ripple effect is my problem. (laughs) Quote, today is the last day to send in names... Uh, to the Valley Morning Star. Uh, Racist hurry, get moving. Now will come the job of going through the huge piles of cards and letters to select the winners. Mm, that's right. It's going to be a real Dimpler Chad situation when it comes to these. Uh, the winner they picked? Operation Outrage. Mm. Yeah. Uh, which the paper only used from then on. That was their new name for it. Cool. In Mexico, there was less excitement. Oh, on what grounds? Were they not uh, having as much fun? Uh, the newspaper Novedades said Texas had a concentration camp, quote, which yields nothing to the Nazi prisoner of war camps in the way of cruelty, baseness, and inhumanity. A Mexican reporter visited the camp. It was surrounded by barbed wire and patrolled by Texas rangers. Quote, our fellow countrymen packed like cattle lie on the ground in the open air exposed to the burning rays of the sun by day and torrential rains by night. He said there were wetbacks and braceros whose contacts had expired. 
Quote, whippings, clubbings, and other punishment are the rule for those who protest. In June 1952, construction of camps and airlifts stopped when Congress did not renew funding. So the Border Patrol began shipping people out by train, 2000 per week. Um, so that's good, right? Yeah, it's super chill and cool and good and fine and cool and chill. Yeah. Um, I think I have a picture of a camp here. Maybe I don't. Uh, and that one right there above that? No, that's oh. a difference or something else. Oh, good. Um, it's good to see that it it's going to get better. Get it. yep. So the rhetoric continues. 1953, the INS commissioner said there was a, quote, human tide of wetbacks. Oh, my God. He said they came and then told their family members to come because everything was so great here. Yeah, no, for sure. No, how could it seems not like be? the American seems dream awesome. is super strong. Who'd want to stay in their little village? An assistant commissioner of the Border Patrol called this, quote, the greatest peacetime invasion ever complacently suffered by any country. How is it? How is the marketing still working? If you use the word invasion yeah. for immigrants coming here, you're a racist. And, and who are who are essential to the farming community? Uh, essential. And, uh, and so... If you want to have capitalism, you can't have it without, quote, illegal but, immigrants. But how does capital... I mean, really, how does it get away with it? It is just, Remarkable. like, gr- greed just is able to suck up anything it wants and shit mm, out what it doesn't. Because nobody cares. Well, that's fun. <laughs> I mean, the left cares, but nobody else cares. Like, the super left cares. But liberals yeah. are fine with this system. That's yeah. generally, you know. For sure. Um, or else they would be throwing fits, right? You'd be like, no, pay them better and treat them better. Well, but they it's, don't what, do that. it's what happens when the uh, left shifts to the center, yeah. which is far right. Um, um, so the U.S. Attorney General, quote, an uncontrolled wave of crime remindful of the Prohibition era is sweeping the Southwest in the wake of the illegal entry of hundreds of thousands of alien Mexicans across the border. So they're whipping everyone up again, right? So April 1953, trains and planes gave way to a new plan called the, quote, hot foot lift. Mm. The idea here was to take uh, deported people 15 miles south of the border into Mexico into an isolated desert spot that was deliberately selected because they would have to walk a long distance in over 100, 120 degree heat. They had no. They were. They had their food taken away. They had Isn't their it water amazing taken that, away. That even with all that the farmers are dependent on, white people are still the best at picking cherries. <laughs> They had their food taken away. They had their water taken away. Uh, shelter, sometimes clothing. The uh, L.A. Times called it a death march. It was designed to be so to make them terrified to return. Sound familiar? Some reporters tried to follow but could only make it one mile before they had to stop. But one reporter said it was, it was like being burned through his clothes. That's how hot it was. In 1953, after another study reported undocumented workers were driving up costs of police, hospitals, and other, other social services, President Eisenhower's attorney general toured California and then pushed Congress to crack down. The Billings Gazette, quote, President Eisenhower authorized Attorney General Herbert Brownell Jr. to use all resources of the federal government to stem the ever-increasing tide of wetbacks entering this country illegally from Mexico. 
California Governor Pat Brown, a Democrat, said undocumented Mexican immigrants brought murder, prostitution, and robbery and a, quote, gigantic narcotics infiltration. He called them a malignant growth. So that's the Democrat. Super cool liberal. Eisenhower. I mean, what's right? What is right of that? And this is when Democrats were far more. I know, yeah. No, they were actually left. Eisenhower's attorney general, Herbert Brownell Jr., had some ideas. Oh, good. I was just going to say, let's hear more from this guy. He asked the army to do mass roundups of undocumented workers, but they passed because they're not allowed to do that. The right. Constitution thing. And well, it wasn't a laws. national emergency at the time. That's right. And then he pushed for the Defense Department to pay $10 million to build a 150-mile fence along the border, to which they said no. <laughs> okay. At an international labor meeting, Brownell said, quote, one method of discouraging wetbacks would be to allow the Border Patrol to shoot some of them. Yeah, um, no, and that, finally, so, like, I, yeah. I was just waiting for some reasonable policy That's to right. Now, now we're getting to a place where we can actually have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, now we Let's, understand. We, we've met in the middle. We understand. Look, we've learned from our mistakes, That's and right. we're now starting to put out some rational thoughts That's and policies. Right. Now we're thinking. Now a little bit of a selected uh, murder That's was right. just sort of, you know... Did I mention this guy's the Attorney General of the United States of America? Oh, that's why it's valid. The INS commissioner was Joseph Jumpin' Joe Swing. (laughs) Let me guess, asshole? (laughs) Ex-general, he was a, quote, professional, longtime Mexican hater. He had fought against Pancho Villa as a young man. As a retired Army general, he brought military organization to the Border Patrol, which it really needed. That's what the Border Patrol really needed was military organization. A little more muscle, yep. Swing thought his mission was a, quote, direct attack upon the hordes of aliens facing us across the border. Mm. Hordes Mm. of aliens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Twilight Zone realities. Harlan B. Carter was promoted by Swing to Director of Field Operations. Carter had joined the Border Patrol in 1936, three years after he was released from prison for committing a murder. Jesus. Carter told... (laughs) I mean... People are like, it was worse. It was better then. No, it wasn't. No, yeah. It turns out it wasn't. Carter told the Los Angeles Times, quote... It's the playbook. An army... Well... Yeah, it is actually the playbook. Carter told the Los Angeles Times, quote, an army of border patrol officers complete with jeeps, trucks, and even aircraft would wage an all-out war to hurl Mexican wetbacks into Mexico. Hurl's a cool way of saying Yeah. Put them in the catapult. Yeah, that's right. So Brownell Carter, uh, Brownell Carter, and Swing would lead the government's new immigration operation. Good. It's time for them to get in charge. On June 10th, 1954, <coughs> Swing announced that Operation Wetback would begin on June 17th. So the Saturday evening monitor was like, oh, why didn't you enter our contest? <laughs> we just had an amazing competition. You could have won an umbrella. So Operation Wetback was to be a mass deportation event, but it was mostly for show. It was a PR move. And the media went for it and hyped it up. Hey, Dave, I'm going to go drown myself in a pond. (laughs) See you, man. Employers were warned to fire undocumented uh, immigrants and hire uh, bassaneros instead. Meanwhile, the Mexican... So that program is still going on, the the bassanero program where you bring them over and hire them and all that. Meanwhile, the Mexican government didn't understand why this was being done. 
the UP, quote, Mexican officials Friday expressed bewilderment for U.S. plans to deport through El Paso, Texas, and Juarez. They explained they would have to return them to their hometown, so sending them through specific areas just put more of a burden on the Mexican government. Mm. Yeah. Like, but oh, again, I mean... Hey, not two shits given. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, this is America. We throw our peanut shells on the ground at every bar. <laughs> The Border Patrol was not actually a very large force at the time. It was... Uh, so So on the first night of Operation Wetback, Carter had agents drive vehicles... Tell you, still not getting more comfortable with the operation not, title. It's really, still sort of, yeah. It, it, had a, it had an official title that was different, but... The INS used this, and so did all the press, so why the fuck would I use the sure. official title? Well, I mean, we still are using, using wetback in yeah. this time, so it's sort of like, let's you know get our ducks in a row. Um, so Carter had agents drive vehicles repeatedly through McAllen, Texas, all night, so it appeared a huge group of Border Patrol were arriving. So they were just fucking doing circles like they were all arriving mm-hmm. all night long. Mm-hmm. But the actual number was uh, small. The raids began. On the first day, raids started at 7 a.m., they hit street corners, factories, brickyards, industrial plants, in private homes, and roadblocks all over uh, California, western Arizona. 500 people were arrested in Los Angeles. There's the wow. LA Times headline. It says Five 500 nabbed by LA wetback raiders. Wow. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. It's cool the raiders are back in LA. Yeah, the raiders are back in LA. <laughs> The Border Patrol was helped by the Sheriff's Office, the LAPD, the California Highway Patrol, and the State Department of Employment. Buses were stationed around city jails, and when full, they would then take them uh, take people to camps. So the buses waited, and then when they got full of people, they'd take them to camps, and then new buses would arrive empty. Greyhound buses. Uh, the Border Patrol knew that they were being watched by the media, and were on their best behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, they were embedded. Journalists were embedded with the Border Patrol, so they became chummy with them, and um, the reporters wrote about how awesome and professional the Border Patrol were. Newspapers ran stories with photos of Border Patrol agents in spiffy uniforms as they looked at maps while planning operations. Yeah, so look, and by the way, if you got a cool photo, who cares about the reality? Just... Yeah, exactly. You know, oh man, that's just so dynamite. A couple of Border Patrol guys with hey, shotguns. Hey, and what do we hate about Al Qaeda? Pointed the back of some lady. And ISIS, heads. isn't it? The there's another uh, another one. Like some guys I mean, got what? caught in a boat crossing the Rio Grande, and they they just got them with the guns on them. This is a photo um, shoot. It's a photo shoot. Yeah, it's like a why, Vanity Fair photo shoot. That's why they brought the press so that they would get these shots that would look awesome on newspaper. Yeah, uh, but there's just a part of you that I mean, it's just like two embers left in the fire where you're like, maybe the media would say no to <laughs> a photo op of this nature. Uh, uh, Californians cooperated. Everyone was on board. <clears throat> the Los Angeles police, quote, rendered assistance far in excess of what could be expected. That Isn't is it amazing, too, that in California, like, people do consider themselves, like, there is a, uh, an air of superiority yes. when it comes to understanding and yes. compassion. And yet the reality is California is just in the bag as everywhere else yeah. and just ready and willing to be a fear mongering hate state, just yeah. like everywhere else. That's right. Uh, so INS phones were overwhelmed as the American public turned snitch in mass. 
I think we, I mean, I'm not sure if he's one, but I'm like 90%. California newspapers reported positively on the raids, Los Angeles Times. Uh, quote, an army of border patrolmen complete with jeeps, trucks, and seven aircraft will begin moving into El Centro today, dispersing their forces for an all-out war to hurl tens of thousands of Mexican wetbacks back into Mexico. We are liberal Hollywood. <clears throat> Get them out! A wire fence security camp to hold 100 men was built Elysian Park, the one near Elysian East, Park. Elysian yeah. Park. So that's that. Those guys are at Elysian Park. Oh my god! That's where we uh, drive by uh, often. It looks like it's in a parking lot. No, it's uh-huh. on grass. Uh-huh. But it, anyway, that's nice. Uh-huh. It's actually better than some of the other ones. Um, papers also ran photos of workers uh, held in crude holding pens set up in parks. Um, this one's a little brutal to look at. So that is that just looks like holy uh, that just looks shit. like men have been corralled into like a cattle. Uh, sort of pen. Uh, and there's hundreds of them. Was there ever like a group called PIPA? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, uh, some, some men in towns that were captured were, um, they would be marched through the town as a big show again. This is all for the press. So they would yeah, march see, this all also, these men through yeah. a town. And, and, well, and it's, it's also, it is for the press for sure. But also, if you are uh, anywhere near that, that you know, you would you would be like, "Oh, that's reality. That yeah. is a a show of my God, the enemy. Look at the amount." Well, so so this picture, we look at this picture, and there's uh, maybe 150 men being marched this town, and it looks like four uh, in in a row, four, and but the picture is taken from above, so this is staged. So this photographer right, went up, right, went up right, onto right. the top of the building, right. and then and they told them they were going to march by. Right. I mean, that's clearly what's happened. You know what we really need to do is create camps for journalists. <laughs> <laughs> Don't now you sound like Trump. <clears throat> <laughs> I mean, okay, for politicians too. Uh, in movie theaters, uh, they the newsreels you know showed Mexican immigrants being rounded up. Um, oh my and God! Standing in the hot sun uh, while being searched, everyone loved it. Everyone's like, "This is fucking great!" I'm so excited. With the people behind it, even farmers in California supported the operation. And then phase two of operation uh, Operation Wetback started on July 15th in Texas. Oh God! But Texas was not like California. There, farmers were openly opposed to Operation Wetback. Okay. The government and police in Texas did not help the Border Patrol or the INS. Uh, yeah. But on the first day, 4,800 men were still rounded up. <clears throat> Planes would fly low over um, farms to look for workers. I mean, and look then... at that. Look at that. That is just the headlines on that paper are just like. It's Patrol deploys by hundreds. Today's total expected to reach 3,000. And then below that, 12 wetbacks escape in mass jailbreak. In mass jail, 12 mass. And, I mean, and they also had photos of them in jails. Oh, my um, God. You know, th- so clearly the reporters are being let in to yeah. take pictures of them in jail, which I think is not cool. Um, so planes are, planes are flying over farms to basically uh, spot uh, workers. Oh then God. they would radio the Border Patrol, who would then drive to the farm in Jeeps, and then uh, the bra- bra- Baceros would show them their papers, um, and they'd get to stay, and the undocumented guys would be arrested. Undocumented guys would be arrested. 
Farmers would get upset. Quote, we're being driven to the poorhouse. How do you expect us to get our crop in? <clears throat> Sorry, it's just not part of God's plan. They were loaded on... Tra- I mean, it's just like... Okay. They were loaded on trains and sent back along the route. So they're put on trains, and they're driving on these... Driving, and they're on these trains. And alongside the trains are bilingual billboards that read... No. Notice, the United States needs legal farm workers. The mayor of your town can arrange for your contracting. Dude. Warning, the era of the wetback and the wire cutter has ended. From this day forward, any person found in the United States illegally will be punished by by imprisonment. So as they're... As they're leaving, they're seeing signs telling them to sign up for this program. Telling them they have to sign up for this program. Right. This was because Operation Wetback was not to reduce immigration. It was to move the undocumented into the Bracero program. I mean, there's... uh... And they were often just dried out, which we know what that means. Mm Mm-hmm. The number of workers on uh, Bracero contracts doubled. Okay. Farmers started picking which undocumented worker would be deported, and then that worker would be brought right back. The INS did not plan for families. Uh, they uh, encouraged women and children to leave voluntarily. Mm-hmm. This caused men to be separated from their wives and kids because the men were being deported and the women and kids were being told to leave. Right. So the women and kids would go through uh, Mexicali or Tijuana. Um, they would not, while well, the men would be put through El Paso right. or Juarez. Um, so they're splitting up families, right. if you've ever heard of that. No. Elvira really uh, Velasquez and her 10-year-old daughter were stopped on the street and deported. But she had three children at home. The next day, neighbors heard the kids crying. Jesus, God. Kids were then taken and passed around from neighbor to neighbor until immigrations learned of what happened and said they were trying to find the mother in Mexico. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, what, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean. That's right. Raul Mendez is a second grader who came to school with unsigned slips that his mother was supposed to have signed. When asked why she didn't sign, he said, quote, Mama's gone. She couldn't sign it. Not coming back. Border Patrol took her. By second grade. He had been living alone for 15 days. Wow. Border Patrol denied knowing anything about his mother. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And that's based, yeah. I mean, that's, uh, and until, I mean, you know, I until mean, we really just collectively lose our shit, the argument ends there. Yeah. That's they put they nub it out. It's done. Uh-huh. Well, we uh, you... uh, it was around here somewhere. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's not you're not looking for a remote in an apartment. <laughs> I, I, we think uh, we maybe saw it. I ain't that sure. It's also uh, uh, <clears throat> that kid is seven. Could you imagine a seven year old living alone for fifteen? Uh, first of all, kids back then had a much harsher life. Yeah. Um, at least compared to the, I mean, they still do in other parts of the world, but at least in America, for the most part, um, you got it got a pretty good. Obviously, there's a shitload of poverty and starving, but but a kid living being able to sustain himself for 15 days alone is fucking amazing. Unfathomable, to me. yeah, amazing to me. But I mean, the truth is that, and this is what will be the real fucker, is when white people in America or Americans need to get out of this shithole 
and what what are other countries' policies going to be? <laughs> I mean, what like hey, the hey. abysmal track record? No, no, they're going to love us. Will sink its teeth so deep they're into the ass us. of they're this policy? Love us. We're great. Venezuela is waiting for tons of us to come. Yeah. Oh, and we're ready to do any labor. But uh, by the way, we need an hour lunch. We want to start at nine. We want free health care done by four. And we want rides to and from. Plus Saturday, Sunday, and holidays. So to save money, Harlan Carter had Border Patrol officers charge each worker $10 as long as they had at least 13 because they could not be left with less than three. That would be bad if they had less than three. Newspapers uh, got reports that they were taking money from workers as they were loaded on buses. The INS tried to claim they had the authority to make, quote, illegal aliens pay for their fares. But people didn't buy it, and Carter was told to stop. Hey, they'll pay for it. But why he... Yeah. We'll build a wall. They'll pay for it. Officers in Texas and California created, quote, a little barbershop for chronic offenders at detention centers. This meant they were shaving the heads of workers so they would be easily recognizable if they tried to come back. <laughs> well, so okay. S- some so. guys are coming. Like, a lot of these guys, the reason, like, in some of these pictures I was looking at, you, uh, when they're being arrested, you see some of them smiling because they're like, I'll be back in a week. Right. Like, so, um, but now, you know, how do you solve that? Well, you shave their heads, right? Sure. No, more sensible policy. Yeah. Uh, in news photos, you would see well-treated Mexicans. In reality, they were having their heads shaved and being dropped in the middle of nowhere. Eventually, the uh, chief patrol inspector deemed head shaving a violation of uh, the workers' civil rights, so the Border Patrol had the Mexicans get a clipping instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're giving them mullets now. Uh, in Texas, like I said, they did not like Operation Wetback, and they started fucking with the Border Patrol. Uh, one Border uh, Patrolman was ticketed and fined for making, quote, an improper start from a parked position. What? The, uh, he just got in his car and started driving, and the, and the cop was like, fuck you, I'm yeah. getting a ticket. Oh, my God. They were told uh, they'd be charged extra to cash checks at a bank. A restaurant posted a sign, quote, dogs and Border Patrolmen not allowed. Some hotels would rent room, some hotels wouldn't rent rooms to border patrol officers. Officers complained their wives were being insulted by neighbors and their children were snubbed by playmates. This is the right Texas profiling. is doing the right thing. Yeah. Texas is doing the right yeah. thing. Yeah. Texas might have a misplaced spine at times, but has one. <laughs> uh, phase three of Operation Wetback started in July in Utah, Nevada, phase and, three. and Idaho. Uh, there are also mobile units in Spokane, Chicago, Kansas City and St. Louis. Phase four moved into the Midwest. Because this was so successful, Congress gave the INS another $3 million to buy 24 vehicles and three planes. Yeah. On March 18, 1954, the inaugural flight of the Border Patrol Air Transport Arm flew 50 Mexicans from Chicago to Brownville, Texas. Mm-hmm. In its first year, the plane flew 11,459 workers to the Mexican border for deportation. They were often sent to unfamiliar places and not able to take their belongings that they had in the U.S. Once they were there, many had no way to contact their families. They ended up stranded without food or employment when they were released in Mexico. They had to get a job to earn money to get back home or to just support their family. Um, so basically, they were just being sent into a nightmare, which, I mean, if, you did, if we did one in the current situation, yeah, very similar and yeah. often worse. 
In February 1955, the Mexican paper uh, Novidades uh, again reported horrific conditions at a concentration camp near McAllen. After being robbed of their property, 800 men were being held in a, quote, hellish concentration camp living semi-nude in misery, hunger, and sickness. What does that sound like? Uh, heaven. Co- a camp of men. Uh, you mean a concentration camp of basically naked people being uh, in misery, abused? hunger, and sickness. What is that? It's interesting. It sounds like a place in... And what year is this? Germany. Yeah, well, it's 1955. Well, see, there was nothing to replicate around that yeah. time. So there's, you didn't have a... You, there was no recent memory of any plan That's, of that nature. Yeah. Senator... It's cool, though. Yeah. Uh, Democratic Senator... Uh, Not all Nazis wear armbands, <laughs> That's babe. right. Democratic Senator Thomas H. Kutchel became upset because he learned the Border Patrol was using, quote, killer dogs to patrol the border. Uh, Swing, General Swing, said they owned dogs, quote, but they were not the bloodthirsty variety. No, no. We're These not. are golden retrievers. These are good dogs. They're trying to fetch good, arms. Good. Well, watch this. Good dog. <laughs> see, ate a Mexican. Yeah, see? Historian, they love jowls. Uh, historian May and Guy said one incident, uh, in one incident, uh, quote, some 88 braceros died of sunstroke as a result of a roundup that had taken place in 112 degree heat and more would have died had the Red Cross not intervened. And I'm sure a ton died. Yeah. Come on. Oh, that's ton. what you know about. Yeah. In 1955. Well, we've never been control, good with death numbers. No, we're not. Uh, it's zero. It's pretty much zero. <laughs> In 1955, the Border Patrol announced they had removed more than a million people from the country. Attorney General uh, Brownell uh, testified to the Senate that, quote, Operation Wetback stemmed an actual invasion by illegal entrants from Mexico. Swing declared that the border had been secured. But the million uh, deportation number was bullshit. Many were counted multiple times. Some were counted multiple times in a single day. But shouldn't they just have a haircut to distinguish them? Yeah, you'd think so. Yeah. Some were also counted as deported, uh, but they had not even been questioned. Some people were seen just crossing the border and were counted as voluntary departures. So basically, our uh, calculations are when you uh, try to guess how many jelly beans are in a jar. It's very much like Uh, that. 900? Yeah. The actual number is anywhere from 250,000 to 800,000, probably on the lower side. That doesn't even include those who were brought back as braceros. Right. Nevertheless, newspapers touted Operation Wetback a huge success. Hey, listen, whatever gets the propaganda going, right? The Eagle newspaper claimed it was the operation, uh, operation was success because there were so fewer deportations the next year. That's cl- Do you want to? <laughs> that's some serious Well, logic. look, the Eagle newspaper has always been really good. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's the editor. Um, yeah, so, so that just means they weren't deporting people, not that they were... Did, yeah. yeah. Just I don't know if you know how to do thinking. It's, it's, if you do know how to do thinking, well, it's just a yeah, it's a little wrinkle, mm. gleaming the cube of reality. Really. Um, and of course, they said there was a huge drop in crime, but still, Swing announced plans for a quote nationwide investigative search program to flush out thousands of deportable aliens that were still in the U.S. Sequel, baby, sequel, summer right. blockbuster. The new Republican governor of California said all the deportations led to a savings in unemployment benefits of $350,000 a week. Hey, look, if the price is right, price is right. Worth it. Price is right. Labor Representative Milton Plum went to the border after Operation Wetback ended. 
The operation was uh, had succeeded in creating anti-U.S. feelings amongst Mexicans and Mexican Americans. Now, see, that's rude. Yeah. Uh, that is that. That's when you go, okay. Well, there's no hero, yeah. Because for some reason, this animosity. Come I don't on, know where it came from? Get over it. I don't know where it came from. Get over it. Rude's trying to help. Get you can't. Haircuts. You can't build a concentration camp in America and right. get away with it. Thank Come you. on, guy. The Border Patrol was now militarized and dehumanized. The operation had led to an increase in fake tour cards, entry permits, forged passports, and phony birth certificates. So now, because yeah. a lot of Americans uh, got deported because they would get stopped on the street and they'd be like, let me see your papers, and they'd show them a Social Security card, and they'd be like, no, where's your birth certificate? And they'd be like, well, I don't carry it on me, and then they just deport them. No, that's cool. Um, the boat, uh, there were boat lifts also. Um, so, uh, while they were doing the trains and the planes, they were also doing boats down to Veracruz. Mm-hmm. The boats were really brutal. Um, the boat lifts continued after the end of Operation Wetback in 1956. Uh, uh, Representative Robert Mullahan said the Mercurio ship resembled an ancient penal ship oh. and it had been nicknamed Hell Ship. That's a but, I mean, who knows if that's an indicator as to the quality of yeah yeah. Uh, Mulhan said the ship uh, would normally carry seventy to ninety people, but it had been carrying five hundred deported men, and that it only had two lifeboats with a capacity of forty eight. Well, to be fair, I mean, in your if your reality is that you don't care about the life of these people, what's the point? That's right. Well, swing testified in front of a House committee and said a ship like the Mercurio, quote, discourages the wetback from coming into the United States the and risking wetback. another trip on the boat. Okay, so these these quotes are exactly what we're doing now. Yeah. D- discouraging by making people's life horrific. Right, trying to, yeah, proving a point by saying, hey, you're breaking the law, therefore humanity is off limits to us. Yeah. The INS then made a public show of inspecting the Mercurio the day after the ship passed inspection, 36 men jumped overboard in protest and five drowned. The Bracero program was ended in 1964, but that did not mean Americans were hired for uh, the jobs of working in the fields. Right. Farms me- uh, mechanized. Undocumented workers, like the rest of the American workforce, began shifting from farms to cities. Uh, under Bill Clinton, 870,000 people were deported. Under George Bush, that number rose to about 2 million people deported. Under Barack Obama, uh, 3.2 million people were deported. Hey. Obama deported more people than any president in history. These numbers... But whoa, whoa, whoa. The liberal darling Obama? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, I know. It's hope. weird. Yeah, no, that's hope. That's hope, hope for them when they go back. Hope. They get to go back and do hope stuff. Hope. Yeah. Uh... These numbers do not include people who were self-deported. I know, yeah. The poster. Yeah, the posters, yeah. That guy? Yeah, the hope guy, yeah. But... Yeah, I know. They said that... It's hard. He would be the guy that... I know. But he's Obama. I know. But he can't do that stuff. I know. Because he's Batman. (laughs) (laughs) These numbers do not include people who were self-deported. Or who were turned away and overturned to their home at the border by U.S. Customs and Border Protection. The administration uh, focused on preventing families from sending their children unaccompanied on a dangerous trek by emphasizing they would be returned. Because Obama had faced a new problem 
unaccompanied children were fleeing the violence in Central America. Their mm-hmm. parents were like, you're not going to be able to survive here, and just putting them on trains and sending them to America. So in 2014, the administration started a $5 million campaign to discourage those children from coming. So mm-hmm. PR in the country mm-hmm. they're from. He began detaining most families apprehended at the border. The deportation court processes were speeded up, but many children were apprehended and held for a long time. Trump put Obama's process on steroids. While Obama saw an increase in immigration, Trump actually saw a normal level, but he responded like it was an insane level. Concentration camps are back. Children are separated from their parents on purpose and as standard practice. Some are never going to see their parents again. Let's correct that. A lot are never going to see their parents again. They're being given drugs. Uh, Thousands have been sexually assaulted by guards at concentration camps. Almost all of what Obama has done was modeled after previous presidents, especially Eisenhower and Obama. Trump. Yeah. Yeah. He took he took a combination of Obama and Eisenhower well, to create what he did. Yeah. Well, You're what's welcome. that Talkspace app? But can you send me? I, I would love to yeah, log yeah, yeah. on there, Talkspace maybe get in there for a little sesh if that's cool. Talkspace is our sponsor, and they can help uh-huh. you out with whatever is happening during this podcast. Anyway, uh, uh, dollarpodcast dot com, all tours, uh, shows, and stuff. Thank you, everybody. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth. You know from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army. To join me for, I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th. Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it let's see you there hey there people listening to the dollop uh this is gareth yes the same guy i listen i have a new podcast called we're here to help that i'm doing with my friend jake johnson it's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't but we try to help people with problems that are important to them you can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts and it is out right now so go listen to we're here to help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help.